Hi, and welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. And tonight, back by popular demand, Elizabeth, my wife, is with me tonight. He's just kidding. <laughs> it's for the book launch. It's for the book launch. She wanted to be in my corner for the book launch. Now, before we dive deep into tonight's subject, it's going to be really, really good. Let me just share with you a little bit of information. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you head on to thrivingonpurpose.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to stay up to date with all of our news and updates. This will also enable you to follow this ministry despite all the censorship that's going on. And while you're at it, make sure that you check out our unique Kingdom Patriot and Remnant Arising merch, jewelry, and apparel. And we just added a new line recently. Northern Truther, obviously following the trucker convoy in Canada, Liz was inspired to add this wonderful new line. And here is a Kingdom, Kingdom Patriot on my head that I love to wear. So, um, and if you lead, if you feel led, pardon me, if you feel led to partner with our ministry, you can go on our page at thrivingonpurpose.com and just uh, click the uh uh, the the give button and you can partner with us there and now we have taken far too much of your time let's get on with tonight's broadcast which is titled as you probably already saw the blessing and power of just decrees and declarations Sebastian's going really fast. Um, I just I, wanted... Yeah, because that's the boring stuff nobody wants to hear, right? So I just wanted to say <laughs> if you wanted any of those things, you can go to thrivingonpurpose.com. And um, if you live in Canada and you want to get the Northern Truther, which is, um, you know, really supporting a movement of Canadian Christians that are um, saying the truth, that are, you know, talking about what's really going on. Uh, you can get that on Etsy. I have a shop there on Etsy called Northern Truther yeah. and everything else is on Thriving on Purpose. I just want to tell you that. And so we're really excited yes, we are. Um, about this, uh, this tonight's teaching. Um, well, I'll it's based, introduce it. it's based on, you can see it on your screen, uh, just decrees for your life, which is my brand new book booklet book slash booklet, but it's not really a book because it's close to 200 pages. So it's very thick but it's very small, so you can carry it in a purse, a car, uh, under your arm, under your hat, uh, on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, in I'm traffic. To, I'm tra in, tra <laughs> in your car. On your head, trying to balance it. The point is, we made this one small because we wanted something that people could carry with them wherever they went. It's a decree book. You, you might have guessed it. It's a decree book. And the title is Just Decrees. And as we... Uh, dive in tonight's teaching before we do, I should say, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask Elizabeth uh, to recall because we, it's funny because whenever we, we talk uh, together about how this idea came to us, we kind of have a slightly different version, but I, I, this morning I tell her, I said, Liz, I really want you to tell me your side of how you felt this in the spirit, how things happened when, when that idea came upon us for a book about decrees. So Liz, you take the floor and you explain it to them how the book came to be. Yeah. So, you know, we we move prophetically and, and the Holy Spirit obviously teaches to uh, talks to both of us because we're, you know, in ministry together. And so a lot of the ideas like, well, 
you know, I'll get some, some, some ideas, some concepts, and then I'll talk to him about it. And then it goes from there and the Holy Spirit showing him things and showing me things. So it's, it's a lot of back and forth until we go, boom, that's it. Right. And then the Holy Spirit, like kind of seals the deal. This is it. This is what we're doing. And, and then we move forward. So that's a bit in a nutshell, how we, um, we create content for thriving on purpose to help other believers to, like we say in our, in our uh, intro, we're building up the kingdom of God. We're building you guys up uh, with different resources that are very, very afford affordable that anybody can get their hands on so that it really helps you um, build your faith. It helps, you know, your, your mindset. It helps you grow. Uh, a lot of it um, helps you, you know, in personal development. There's uh, you know, that's what's different about thriving on, on purpose that it is that it really has uh, a different mindset to it because we're kingdom oriented. So we have a kingdom mindset in everything that we do to build the kingdom of God. So that's why a lot of our stuff is kind of different. If you pick up a book about um, provision, it's got a kingdom flavor. If you pr pick up a book that has to do with just decrees, it's got kingdom mindset in it. Yes. And so... So the the idea was, you know, we in the last, I would say, year or two, the Lord has two really years, yeah. been showing us the importance of decreeing a thing and and really, um, you know, understanding who we are as kingdom citizens in the kingdom of God. And and how do we, um, you know, speak the biblical promises? And, you know, like depending on where you're at in your life, sometimes, you know, things aren't going as well as uh, as you'd hope they'd be. And um, sometimes your your faith is kind of, uh, you know, in the dumps and whatnot, <laughs> um, certain, you yeah. know, so we all go through different phases in life. And um, and then you wonder why nothing's, you know, moving in the direction you want it to. And then you wonder, like, why is there no breakthrough? Why is this happening? And so we were questioning, you know, quite a few years back, Lord, you know, where are you in this? I read this in your promises. How come that's not happening for me, you know? And, and so he's taught us, like we've been, you know, schooled by him um, in learning how it works. How do you believe in the biblical promises? How do you make it um, happen in your life? How do you hold on to these promises and, and, and build your faith to really believe it and move in faith so that you actually see a change in your life? You actually see God answering um, those biblical promises for you as he did for others in the Bible. So anyhow, to make a long story short, so we're, we're, you know, discovering these truths and we're saying, okay, we got to put this into practice. Yeah. But, well, you know, we, we've got we, we were listening, we were listening to a lot of faith teachers yeah. too back then and, and really growing and understanding and knowledge of how the word of God operates, not just yeah. like, cause I, I, I grew up Baptist and, you know, it, it was more about reading the Bible. Yeah. And of course you want to read the Bible. That's super important, but it was never about reading it out loud. It was never about decreeing, confessing. Mm -hmm. There it was none of that. So for me, it was a new thing when I when I heard about the decree. And then when we began implementing it in our lives and seeing God move things and 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 manifestations of, of faith and 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 results, that was a that was a great experience for us. So obviously we saw that there was great potency and power in decreeing and it was also a, a tremendous tool to grow our faith so i'm going to let you continue this yeah exactly so we we go you know we started doing it on our own um and started seeing things shifting in our life getting really excited 
and and thinking, okay, you know, we've got to do this on a regular basis, but you know how life gets, you get busy and, you know, you're like looking for these papers, like Sebastian had made like a PDF and put all these Bible verses on them. And, and we also had, you know, different other faith teachers that did some decree books. And so we had like a pile of books and, and we noticed that there were different elements that we didn't, that we felt that uh, were missing in some decree books. And I, I don't want to criticize anybody's ministry. You no, know, and they, we're not going to name they, any names. They've done, <laughs> you know, they've done what they felt that the Holy Spirit was telling them to do at that time when they took out the book. But for us, like right now, we just felt like, you know, I, I would like, I was saying to my husband, I said, I don't like that. I have to bring all these well, books. Well, the and thing I is, have to, can, I, can I just jump in two seconds? Yeah. Like basically what we ended up having was we had, like she said, a couple of PDF documents that I printed out because there was a certain type of decree on those. And then we had a couple of other books. One was, it was, uh, more uh, healing. It was, it was for healing. So that we had a book for that. We had another book for finances. We had another, so, so we had all these things in front of us. And it was very discombobulated. Mm -hmm. I like that new word. I learned that new word last year. <laughs> so, so it was very hard for us. Like uh, sometimes we, we were like, I can't find the PDF or I can't find this one or that, that book or that book. So we had all these different things that we were going through and we were getting kind of frustrated and annoyed with having all these. Yeah. In a, in a way, it's a blessing to have access to these tools, but at the same time, but we it's, wanted not, very, all it's the not very practical. And what happens is you kind of, you know, uh, don't do it on a regular basis because it's not very practical. If you want to, you know, sometimes I'd like to go like in in nature and do that quietly. You know, I don't want to bring a bunch of stuff with me, right? So, um, so I came back one day and I said to, to my husband, I said, wouldn't it be amazing if there was such a thing as a small decree book that wasn't too big that you could put in your purse in your, you know, car compartment or whatever. And, and that book would have powerful decrees, but would also have the biblical verse that goes with the decree. Because yeah. sometimes that was find... one of her pet peeves sometimes, because a lot of decree books, they have the, the decree, decree, it's super good. And then in parenthesis, it gives you the Bible reference. And, which is yeah, good. And they do that because they don't want to make it too long. Yeah. And, and it's a good thing. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for, for us, we were like, but I want to see the Bible verse. I want to, I want to, yeah. I want to see what I'm actually decreeing. I want to see the, the original word of God that, that is transformed into a decree. Yeah. And, and when you, when you learn, you know, about faith and how to grow your faith, you understand that you really have to repeat and hear uh, the, the word of God. You have to hear that Bible verse over and over again to truly believe it. Because you you can look at it and say, yeah, I believe that. But do you really believe that it's going to manifest in your life, yeah. right? So, you, Like I say a, sometimes, you believe it, but do you believe it for you? For, you, for, yourself, <laughs> for exactly. yourself. So you have to to repeat it. So the decree is very powerful, you know, to, to say, I, de I declare and decree that this is going to happen over my, my life. But I, I felt really that the Lord was telling me it is powerful if you if you back it up by scripture that you say you pro, you proclaim the word of God in that decree, it really like seals the deal. If you want, I really felt strongly that the Lord was was showing me to do it that way. Yeah. So that's why we decided to, you know, basically put in a small 
a little book, everything that we felt that was really be, not big, as you can see, that would right? be practical hand. for any believer that wants to do decrees that understands the importance of that. And so tonight we're actually going to explain to you guys, you know, for some of you, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, what does that mean? What is a decree like? You know, I'm not a royal king. Like, why do I have to do that? So <laughs> yeah. Sebastian's going to really di dive in and just explain to you a bit of the foundations of where this comes from and why we do it and why so, there's power, in, so power yeah, in it. But just just I just want to say, though, that it was so interesting when when you got the idea and you shared it with me and then we, we were like brainstorming together. And, came up with the name. and then I came up with a name because I said, I know what you mean. It would be great if we had a book that had just decrees. <laughs> in other words, like that was limited to just that like really focused on big compilation, a lot of them. Without, and, without all the long teaching explaining it, that's and, what he means. Yeah, exactly. Because some, because a lot of decree books, they actually have a lot of theology explaining what a decree is and all that. And it's, it can be lengthy. I, I, I'm not saying I don't have it in just decrees, but the crux of the book is really focused on decrees. So, so as I said that, as I said, a book that would have just decrees, we both looked at each other, we paused, and then we knew that was Holy Spirit <laughs> right there. That was an, a Holy Spirit idea. So uh, it was very exciting for us. It's always great when we get these moments where the Holy Ghost is really showing us a thing that is not only going to bless us, but it's going to bless other people in the body of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So so they are. It, the book is called Just Decrees. So it means two things. It's just decrees. It's That's all it is. It's decrees. But... They're also just decrees, meaning that they are morally upright. They're full of justice. So that's the word. I like the way that the, the play on word means two things. Um, so let me get to the place where I'm actually. So, okay. So I wanted to talk about what a decree is, obviously. So that's what Elizabeth said. Mm -hmm. People might be wondering, so what's a decree? Well, a decree is defined in a dictionary as an order usually having the force of law, a foreordaining will. And they gave us an example, God's decree. And we know that in, in ancient times or, or when a king would decree a thing, it became uh, law on the land. So a decree has force of law attached to it. And the authority, it also carries the authority from the person by whom it is written or spoken. So a decree doesn't carry any inherent power unless it is backed up by someone with authority and power. Therefore, a decree is usually, like I mentioned, spoken directly by a monarch, an emperor, or a king. It is the official word of a ruler which is then binding to the kingdom of that said ruler. And it then becomes law for the citizens of that kingdom. This is why the word of God is so powerful. Whatever a king decrees becomes law in the kingdom he rules. And I, as believers, we understand and we know that God is king over all. So his word is law everywhere. And just as an added parenthesis here, a lot of people don't know this, but even the laws of the land, the laws in our communities, in our cities, our towns, our city councils, countries, 
the law books that are the huge law libraries. These laws are either, how can I put this? They always take into account the laws of God and they either try to use them to their advantage, they tweak them, they twist them, or they just basically make them law if they're a godly government. But the Bible, and most law books are based on the Bible. So that's something that most people don't know. This is why in courts of law, it used to be, I don't know if it's still like this, but the judge, when the judge came in, people would rise up. And that's still going on to this day. People rise up when the judge comes in. Mm -hmm. But most people used to think that they were honoring the judge. And someone once told me that, no, they weren't honoring the judge. It's because back then, when the judge came in, he carried a Bible. Mm -hmm. And they were getting up to honor that a just law was going to be uh, given a, a, a judgment. A just judgment was going to be established on this day because the Bible was being carried by this man. So all these things that most of us, you know, we didn't grow up with and, and we don't understand. But all this to say that uh, the law books today uh, are still either finding ways to confirm and establish what is written in the Bible or go against it or find a loophole. That's why lawyers are so clever. They, they try to find ways to make it work to their advantage. And that's why unlawful governments, the first thing they do when they're elected is try to change laws. And they, and they use, they because they know, see, Satan, everybody say, oh, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The devil is also a lawyer. There's nobody yep. on the earth that knows the word of God and the laws of God better than him. And those who work for him, guess what? He's got many lawyers working for him and they know just how to tweak those laws and to, 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 to find the loopholes to make them work for themselves. Anyway, that was a parenthesis. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about how your decree bears great authority. Your decree as a believer bears great authority. Jesus said, in John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. And we know that Christ lived a sinless life. So make the connection here. Christ lived a perfect, sinless life. He had, he was able to, to, to do great works and wonders where the kingdom of God became manifest in the eyes of men in, 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 in real time. Mm -hmm. and, and yet he said that he didn't speak anything that the father didn't first show him to speak. So that gives you an idea of where we're going with this. So Jesus only spoke the words the father told him, the words of God, which bear the authority, or meaning that they are authored by God. Well, if this is good for Jesus, shouldn't it be good for us as well? And the answer, of course, this is a rhetorical question. The answer is yes, it would, it would be good for any Christian to understand this and apply it to their own life. Jesus decreed constantly throughout his ministry because he spoke 
from the authority of the Father, and he spoke only the words that he heard from the Father. So speaking out loud the words of God or uttering declarations based on the word of God is what decreeing is all about. And that's exactly what Jesus did throughout his ministry. Is there anything you want to add at this point, Liz? No. Okay. Keep I'll keep going. I'm, I'm doing good, so I won't stop. <laughs> so Jesus, in turn, he got the authority from his father, but Jesus, in turn, gave us the authority to speak forth God's word. When he said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And in Matthew 18, 18, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is great authority that he was giving his disciples. Yeah. And we should use our God-given tongues to both decree and declare God's promises over our lives and the lives of our loved ones through out loud Remember this, out loud intercession. When a kingdom citizen decrees a thing, he basically reiterates out loud the promises and the words of the king of the universe over his life or circumstances. That's what you do when you're decreeing. You're basically yeah. repeating God's promises, God's words, the authority those bear on your own life on your own circumstances or on the circumstances of your loved ones. For example, if I say out loud this adapted scripture, I'm going to give you an example of an adapted scripture of Philippians 4.19. You know Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my need, see I've adapted it, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now the verse doesn't say my need, say your need, right? But now I'm taking that word and I'm adapting it to me. So my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is the word of God. But you just pronounced it using your own tongue over your own life. So doing this, I am indeed decreeing the word of God. Because it is the word of God, even if it's adapted in the first person, it is a decree. So using our tongue to decree God's word is so powerful. We then become partners with God in releasing his word in our lives and into the earth realm. And what did God say of his word? What did he say about it? Well, in Isaiah 55, verse 11, God said of his word, So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing I sent it to do. And I love this verse because it gives you an idea that God's word is like a boomerang. It will not return to me void. Now, God's word can go out from his own mouth and do what it's supposed to do. Like, for example, in Genesis, when, when he pronounced the words, it went and did everything and it returned to him. But ever since man has been on the earth, how does God's word return to him? That's a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a boomerang anymore. He speaks it through the Bible, through a prophet, right? But then when we repeat it, 
whether it's a decree based on the Bible or we're just repeating a promise we heard, we got a prophetic word and we're repeating the promise. Guess what? We're returning God's word to him. And then he says, and it, uh, it will not return to me void. So when we return the word of God to him by repeating it, it, does, it won't be void. It's going to accomplish the thing that it was sent to do. Now, let's talk a little bit about a declaration because I spent a lot of time explaining the decree. A declaration differs from a decree slightly. It, it, it's still very powerful. A declaration, although it is formal, kind of like a decree, it doesn't bear the same legal authority as a decree. In practice, it is an adaptation of God's truth that I say out loud. So a declaration is still very powerful, but it's different from a decree. For example, if I were to say out loud, for example, check this out. Be let's, let's say this out loud. You can even repeat it with me as I say it. Because God loves me, he sends angels to protect me and brings me in the path of prosperity. Now, if I say this, I am saying something that is actually based on Scripture because there's passages of Scripture that confirm this, what I just said, but I'm not quoting Scripture, but it's still true. So it's a declaration. I am declaring a kingdom truth, even though it is not necessarily a kingdom law, i.e., or should I say, as exa for example, the word of the king or a, a scriptural decree. So you see the subtle difference between a decree and a declaration. Now, just decrees for your life uses both decrees and declarations in the wording and the way I, I, I worded the, the so that you got the scripture verse on top and following that you have the decree. So that's why for every one that you'll find in just decree, just decrees for your life, it starts with I decree and declare. Why? Because it is both based on the, the verse itself. So it repeats, although kind of reformats it, but it repeats the same truth that the verse conveys. But then there's stuff that, that comes and, and, and wraps it. And it there's a declaration attached to it as well. So it's a decree and a declaration. Okay. Now, whether you decide to decree things over your life or declare things over your life, the results will bless you. And they will empower you to fulfill your kingdom assignment. You will, through your own lips, open up the favor of God, the favor of the Father on your path, because your words will build up your faith and they will echo the words of God. You are thus fulfilling the Lord's prayer where it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how's that how does that happen? Well, it's going to happen, of course, through your actions, right? When we do the right thing, when we are obedient, the will of God is being established on the earth, but also through our words, because our words will impact our lives and our actions. Yeah. So by enabling God's own words to cross your lips, you are making them come to pass on the earth. You are in effect, returning God's word to him, Isaiah 55, 11. So that, my dear friends, is the power of the decree. The Bible tells us in Job 22, 28, beautiful verse, you will also decree a thing and it will be established to you. Light will shine on your ways. And Liz told me this morning, she says, 
for tonight's broadcast, make sure you have Job 22, 28 listed. I, I really want you to say that verse. And it's a beautiful verse, and it confirms the power and and the uh, the blessing that a decree can be in your life. Amen. Anything you want to add there <laughs> for you? You're just like saying anything you want to add to all that, Liz, because no, there's a lot there. It's, 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 a, it's quite a mouthful. But um, so I wanted to talk now about the power of two tiny little words. They're very small, but man, they pack a wallop. And you might have heard that before, but it's true. The power of I am. Now, decrees and declarations are powerful tools, as we've seen in the, in the believer's mouth. The backbone of any decree or declaration is usually made up of two simple words. I am. Now, we, we naturally use these two words every day to express a wide spectrum of emotions, feelings, or conditions, right? I mean, we use these words all the time. However, most people are not conscious of how much these two little tiny words carry in and of themselves. You see, anything you utter after you say the words, I am, can seriously bless you, or it can seriously curse you. You can curse yourself, okay? King Solomon said in Proverbs 18.21, he said this, and it's funny because for the longest time I would read Proverbs and whenever Solomon spoke of words spoken or uh, what we say and all that, I didn't really understand the power of words. I, I didn't grow up understand that. I, had, I thought it was poetic. I didn't get it. But Solomon said in Proverbs 18.21, death and life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I'm going to give you an example, and you might relate to that, because I know I used to say that. If you constantly say, I am sick and tired of, fill in the blank, okay? I'm sick and tired of traffic when I go to work, or this or that. Then don't be surprised if you're always sick and tired. Yeah. You just inadvertently, you didn't mean to, but you just inadvertently cursed yourself. But the good news is that the reverse is also true. Anything positive that you say after the two little words, I am, can carry heaven's authority and bring it to pass on your behalf. If you keep saying, I am so blessed, I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. I'm so joyful. These words will not be idle in your life. And by the grace and operating laws of God, you will end up eventually, pretty quickly probably, being blessed, happy, and thankful. <laughs> so uh, this is part of the reason that Jesus said, the good man out of his good treasure brings out good things. And the evil man out of his evil treasure brings out evil things. I tell you that every idle word that men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. So the Lord Jesus is telling us here, watch your tongue. You don't realize how powerful and how important it is. For by your words, he finishes by saying, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. That is from Matthew chapter 12, 
verses 35 through 37. Liz? Yeah, so um, that's really, really important. And, you know, that was something that we did and we talk about it, you know, here and there in our podcast quite a bit um, that we didn't realize, you know, years back that we were cursing ourselves by saying certain things. And, you know, you don't realize it because oftentimes these kind of words, like like he just gave the example, I'm sick and tired, or, you know, there's certain sayings, even in the French language or you know, certain, uh, what do you call it, mod- mottos that models, yeah, that everybody repeats, you know, expressions that you're used to hearing until you stop and think, what am I really saying? You know, what am, what does this really mean? Is this negative over my life? Is this positive over, over my life? And when you stop and notice them and you really take this seriously, you realize how many of those are just in the modern day English, modern day French. Um, and they're actually speaking curses over you and, and you're not even realizing it because it's just like, that's what I say when I feel like a certain way. Right. Well, that's what Solomon meant by you're going to eat the fruit of your, your words, you're going to eat the fruit. And people, you know, people think that it doesn't really matter. Right. They don't think that God gave us that much power into what we utter, how, how that resonates back to him back in the atmosphere and shifts things. Uh, good or bad right Mm -hmm. and so we had to learn that the hard way where you know even different things even in our house like sometimes you think a certain thing is funny right um you know you'll see that on mugs like a lot of joking mugs a lot of you know different things that even you put on your wall that um it's it's funny it's a joke, but in reality, when you think about it and you stop and look at it by looking at that every day, by repeating that every day, you have to ask yourself, is that bringing blessing in my life yes. or is that actually cursing me? Is that actually bringing something negative that I don't well, want? Well, two things life? come to mind. I, I love the example you're giving there because it reminded me of two things. There's one, I, I, we used to have that fridge magnet. I think we used to have it or I saw it in the store. It said the house was clean yesterday. Too bad you missed it. Now, that's hilarious, right? But if you constantly see that on your fridge every time you go for food or whatnot, is it encouraging you to keep a tidy home? Or is it kind of justifying the fact that your home looks like a pigsty? <laughs> so you got to think about these things. The power of words, and I not, obviously that's the written word. I, I remember we bought a, a years and years ago. You want to share that or you want to not go I, forget, I forget what it said. You it said, it. it said, okay. So we were in one of those funny tourism places that we, it was in Lake George, New York. We were on vacation there and we saw that and we was like, Oh, so funny. Oh man, that's our life, man. Let's, let's buy it and put it on our wall. And it was a, a plaque and it was decorative and it was sarcastic. It said, good morning. Let the stress begin. Yeah, that was popular for a long time. Well, guess what? I don't think I don't remember a time in our lives that was more stressed than the years that we had that on our wall. Yeah. Now, the the object might have been cursed. It might have been fabricated by witches. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the object itself was cursed. But I'm telling you, the fact that we saw that on our wall every and day. repeated it once in a while, laughing. Laughing at because we were stressed, right? Other so we'd go like, well, see, yeah, it, comes, it confirms it. Good morning. Let the stress begin. We, and even other people, right? Because it was in our kitchen, would say it. Yeah. Come in our house and say, ha ha, that's funny. And that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Ha ha ha. My mom, my mom, she looked at it one day. She, she came over to our house and she said, 
I don't like that plaque because she saw our lives. I mean, she saw we were struggling. She saw we had all kinds of calamities and problems. I'm not going to go down the list, but she said that. And there was great wisdom there that we should have heeded. But not long after that, I threw it out. Not long after that, my wife went like, you know what? She said, your mom is right. We should get rid of that thing. Although it's kind of funny and, you know, it was nice wood. It was made of wood. And that was before we didn't even know. About we didn't even know about decrees and words mm -hmm. and all that. We had no idea. Anyway, just a little anecdotes to share with you guys. So clean out your house. <laughs> clean out your house. Look if there's any negative words out there on your walls that you, you should have there. Uh, there's another interesting thing to consider. I was talking about the power of I am, right? Well, Jesus knew of the power of I am. Jesus knew that. Obviously, he uttered all the words the Father told him to utter. And it's interesting because all throughout the Gospel of John, he said seven great, powerful I ams. He said in John, well, I'm not going to mention all the verses, but he said, uh, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. One of my personal favorites, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I am the true vine. Now, he said these things because they were true. They were true of him. He was indeed those things. Jesus spoke, spoke truth always. But his statements were also in line with what the Father said of him. And saying it, saying it, sealed the truth behind these statements. Now they are irrevocable. Mm -hmm. Jesus is that. It's cemented in history. Indeed, those were kingly decrees. They came from the lips of the king and they're sealed throughout eternity. So they were prophetic truths made manifest when he said them. Likewise, when you and I say, I am or I can, or I will, or I have. Whatever we add following these words carries tremendous power in our lives. And I just want to, you know, explain a pitfall that the, the, the devil uses oftentimes. And, you know, it's to create like a storm around you, um, something that goes wrong, that annoys you. Um, you know, the devil can kind of like blow smoke in front of you uh, and, you mm -hmm. know, uh, create a scenario that you're like, whoa, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? And what we tend to do is when a lot of these things happen over time, like let's say in that week, you know, you had all kinds of stuff happen. Then what are you going to say? Like, oftentimes you're going to say, well, why does this always happen to me? Yeah. Or, you know, why is it always when blah, 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 and then blah, 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 breaks down and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, like we, we've all done that. We, we fall into the trap of the, like you say, you blow smoke. We look at the smoke and we go like, why does this always happen? Why does and that? so that's a trap. That's a, a clever way to get you to speak and utter what he wants you to live on a daily basis. He wants you to be in agreement you, with him. Yeah. If he can get you to be in agreement with it, that yes, this is always happening to me. Poor me. I feel like this. It's always my fault. Or it's always this happens to me because of this, because of that. Um, then he can um, he can make more of that happen because you're in agreement with it. So then, you know, things kind of spiral out of control. So it's really important that we stop ourselves and say, okay, this is a situation, you know, that I'm dealing with. 
Um, it's, it's unpleasant, but, you know, pray about it and ask God for guidance, how to get out of the situation, try to hold your tongue or say, you know, okay, this too shall pass. We're going to move on. Like, you know, it's just a momentary glitch. Like things are going to get better. Like try to say, you know, positive things and or don't utter a word. It's always safer to not say a thing. Yeah. Than to say something you might regret. Yeah. Uh, so now I want to talk and a little God bit. God is of, in control. I don't have to worry about this. God is in control. I like to use that. And one. He loves me, and He's going to help me get through this, <laughs> which is all true. So, how to use this little book? Well, it's, it's a fantastic little book. I mean, I, I received it. like it's funny that I say this because I wrote it, right? Well, I didn't write it. I mean, there's okay. So you got the verse. I wrote the decrees that go with the verse. But it's funny because when I received it this week, I was like. This is really good. A quick anecdote. So we, we started using it and we're because it's well, formatted. We've been using it, but now it's all in one place. Yeah, now it's <laughs> now it's ours. This is like the thing we, we created. So we use it, of course, and I'm using it and I'm, we're decreeing out loud, me and Elizabeth. And and I go to Elizabeth. That's an anecdote. You're going to laugh. I go to Elizabeth. Have you ever heard decrees better than these? And she looks at me and goes like, now be humble. And I said, you're right. In all humility, have you ever heard decrees better than these? <laughs> she, and we both had a good chuckle, but I like the fact that she always keeps me in check all the time, all the time. But but what I will add to them is that, you know, it really makes a difference when you have um, the right kind of mindset, when you have a kingdom mindset and you understand the growth of the kingdom of God and how we're all supposed to partake as a kingdom family to help grow the kingdom of God to help uh, get the gospel message of the kingdom of God of Jesus all out in the open. And, and it's just like a different mindset of how we're supposed to operate in the kingdom of God and how we're supposed to um, expect good blessings. We're supposed yes. to call on them and expect them and believe in faith for them because we understand that um, we're moving closer to expansion of the kingdom of God. And that's what God wants, especially now that we're approaching the end days, right? That we're in the end times and that God, uh, Jesus is coming back soon. So it's really important that when you're decreeing that you understand that and that there's really a positive, uh, um, you know, positive, positive decree that uh, either shifts your mindset towards growth or, you know, towards kingdom expansion. Amen to that. Now, I just wanted to give you a brief, uh, a quick briefing on how to use this book. How do we use this book or any other decree book, but this particularly this one. So all the passages of scripture included in just decrees for your life were carefully chosen to give you a unique and powerful devotional time. We thought that was so important that we chose uh, passages that are really uh, good, powerful, relevant so as much as possible, as much as possible in each chapter or section, I arrange them in a particular order, not necessarily the Bible book order. And the way I, I, I put it on paper is was to kind of make you go through those decrees in a way that is incremental, uh, that will gradually bring you to a greater revelation of God's truth and of his word. And. One thing I love about this book is that it's called Just Decrees for Your Life. And I made sure that we covered in the book all the spheres of a human being's life, no matter where he lives. So we talk about marriage, like there's a section for marriage, uh, health, finances, children. 
and you can read through the section out loud systematically. So it, you know, life, life is, is, is organic. It's always, it always evolves and change, right? One season you might be in great shape financially and, and have poor health. Another season, you might have great health, be super strong, but your finances or, or maybe your children are going awry and, and, and stuff is not happening in your marriage. So life, life moves a lot, right? It's not always the same. So what I like about this little booklet is that if you, let's say you're having troubles in your marriage, well, you can start decreeing for your marriage in that particular time and season that you're in. Uh, or if you're having trouble financially, you can grab that book and start decreeing for your finances. Or if you uh, are maybe in need of being encouraged in your walk and your purpose, there's a section for that as well. So you're going to see that the sections were very carefully chosen to really give you a full spectrum experience of decreeing over your own life. Yeah. And as you get into the habit of doing it on a, on a regular basis, you're going to get really good at understanding how this works. And, and as you read the word of God, oftentimes you're going to feel that, you know, you should decree a certain biblical promise that you hold on to that, you know, maybe the Lord is showing you that it's really important for your life, that it's speaking to you, then you'll find yourself decreeing and making it, um, you know, and speaking it out loud in a way that, is personal to you. I forgot. I wanted to share with people because at the end of the book, I, I provided a few lined pages. You can see them here. There's so a few, a few lined pages for those of you who might be inspired to write your own decrees to accompany your devotions in the morning, day or night, whatever you might want to write your own. And uh, I know that some of you might actually experience this and really enjoy it. Now we, also published a decree journal of all things. Yes, we did. And that was Elizabeth's idea. It's burgundy, right? Because we have a, a, a four, we have four journals. We don't have it with us, unfortunately, but it's my kingdom journey. I have the blue one here. The blue one is to take notes. So that's the blue one. But we published, it's a, it's a series. We published one that's burgundy and it's my kingdom journey decree journal. And it's available on Amazon for those of you who might want to write their own decrees and journal your own decrees and use those in a book that you're going to just write your own. Yeah, exactly. It's called My Decrees. So you can, um, there's, uh, the way it's built is for you really to take those biblical promises. Um, you can use the Just Decree book. And, you know, if there's certain ones that really, really resonate, resonate with you, yeah. then what you can do is take that journal and write them down and then say, you know, for yourself, like you can take part of what Sebastian wrote as a decree and make it um, personal to your children, to your business, to your ministry, to your family members, to yourself in the way that um, really speaks and, and puts that uh, Bible verse as a promise for your life, for you personally. Amen. Uh, also, uh, in Just Decrees for Your Life, if if some of you decide to, to go ahead and buy that book because you want to add to your devotional time with God, you will probably notice that uh, these are not your typical uh, charismatic slash prosperity focused decrees. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just that. There are some of those in the book, of course, because they are necessary, especially in the areas of finances and stuff. But what I really wanted for the book was to give uh, a really, huh, 
I wanted the decrees compiled in the book to uh, help bless you and prosper your life. Uh, but many decrees also have to do with your holiness, your sanctification, and your obedience to God and the fear of God, which are themes that are not really uh, charismatic-like, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking a pot shot at charismatics here. That's not what I'm trying to do. But it's not, it's not super popular. Let's just put it that way. These are themes that are more maybe more conservative in nature, but I wanted to give a full experience in, in uh, your devotional time. And I think you need to do, to have both uh, of, of these aspects, if you will. Yeah. And for the journals that we mentioned, if you want to see where they are, you can look up my kingdom journey journals on amazon.com yeah. or you can go to thrivingonpurpose.com and you'll see them there too. And so when you read just decrees, you can read it alone out loud, of course, uh, or you can read it like we do with your partner or your spouse. You can even read, you can even read it as a family. We've done that a few times with the kids and it was a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, I've benefited from that. Uh, so, and, and you can do it in the quiet place and you can do it like there's no right or wrong way. So long as, so long as you read it out loud, a decree must be out loud. It must be said. It must be see. It's not a book that you read. If you think that you're going to buy this book and you can just read through it, yeah, you might get, you know, a good, uh, I mean, you, you might grow somewhat, but the, that's not the purpose of a decree book, okay? So remember, God told Joshua, okay, when he was talking about the, the, the books of the law in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he said, this book of the law that you have before you, this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes, from your hands? No, he said it shall not depart from your mouth, mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. And I love this because see, I, I, I the, the last part is like, oh yeah, okay. So I used to think, oh, if I read the Bible, Right? And I meditate the Bible and I study the Bible. I'm going to make my way prosperous and I shall have good success. That's not what God said. He said, if the that book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, he begins with that. Mm -hmm. So he says, say, say it out loud. It needs to cross your lips. But you shall meditate on it day and night. So the, all the studying and the reading is also included in that. So this is very important. And, and yeah, yeah and, go ahead. And there's a lot of power in that because, you it's know, so powerful. The, you know, I. I had struggled a lot with um, mindset issues where I really felt the enemy, you know, trying to tell me a certain thing to believe a certain thing that was a lie, obviously. And, um, and we all struggle with these things like that, you know, the enemy doesn't just stop coming. Right. Um, and what I've noticed is that when you decree and declare these biblical promises, oftentimes the Holy Spirit brings you these uh, biblical promises, these things that you held on to, that counterfeit what the enemy was saying and so you know if if it's you're meditating on it on a regular basis it doesn't give room to the enemy to really fight you there uh because scripture is happening in your mind constantly but even if it wasn't you know if you felt the the enemy speak a lie to you you would counterfeit it faster with a biblical promise with a truth with a declaration because you've been you're like you're training yourself. And, you know, it's funny because 
um, when you learn a mindset in the entrepreneur arena, they'll tell you, you know, to do affirmations, to repeat yeah. certain things on a regular basis, to basically uh, write down, you know, where you want to be, your goals for the write year on a regular basis. Yeah. And they want you to write it down and they want you to say it on a regular basis because they want you to condition your mind so that you constantly are focused on these things and not your present reality that might suck at the time, right? <laughs> so so that's the whole concept is to reframe your mind that way. So you've got like entrepreneurs doing this on a daily basis, getting up at 5.30 in the morning, writing their goals on a daily basis, proclaiming it and saying it all day long and playing these, vid these you know, uh, motivational videos that say all these positive things, you mm -hmm. can do it and this and that. It's all like, it, none of it is scriptural and everything is, it's not bad. You know, what they're saying is not bad, but it's a lot of like, I am the power kind of thing, right? And they're, so they're, they're building themselves up in their mindsets to, to be stronger than their defeat, to be stronger than yeah. what they see around them that isn't the way they want it, to see, to become stronger than their circumstance, basically, right? And yet, as believers, we don't even do half of that. Like, we don't take the, the most powerful word of God the sword. And, and meditate on it as an affirmation, as a motivational video in our heads, in our minds, as we speak. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes more sense to some Christians to do that, those affirmations and those motivational things that are based on nothing, really. They're not based, you know, they're based on some truth, but it's not the word of God. And you've got Christians saying, well, I don't really believe this. I don't want to yeah. say this. I don't want to say the word of God like this, thinking that he's going to give me everything I want. Yeah. Well, okay, there's like a big extreme there. Yeah. You know, we're not saying say this and that the father is going to become a sugar daddy and give you a uh, Maserati. That's not, we're that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, um, and, and there's other elements to this. As you listen to our teachings in the, in the kingdom, you know, there's partnering with the Holy Spirit and kingdom finances and kingdom business and different things that he's going to help you to create those nets so that he can, you know, give give you some of that back to, to prosper you in those ways. But there's also, you know, a surprise suddenlies that he can surprise you with. Oh, suddenly. Um, I love suddenly. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where you like, where did this come from? Right. So, um, so anyway, so all this to say is that there's a lot of power in them and a lot of Christians are going to stop and say, well, I don't believe in that. Cause like my, my pastor never told me to do that yeah. or, you know, Jesus didn't say do this. So therefore I'm not going to do this. Exactly, and yet yeah. you have the proof in that, in that verse that basically is telling you, you know, don't let uh, the law, don't let the, the, the law word of depart, God from, depart from, your from your mouth. So yeah. You know, and when I read that verse at the first time, I, I never, like, I never well, noticed some, it. I was like, how can someone be reading their Bible all day long? Like, I, I thought that's what I thought it meant, you know? Yeah, like, me too. How could that be? Like, I, I grew was up picturing thinking, a scribe, you know, basically reading all day long. I'm like, who does that? You know? I, I grew up thinking that it was about reading the Bible because that's what I was taught. Mm -hmm. But then when you really look at the verse up close, you're like, oh, what are you saying? Don't let it depart from your mouth, mouth, mouth. Yeah, okay, now, so, it, now it makes sense. Now it makes yeah. more more sense. Uh, and Paul, too, uh, when he wrote to the Romans in chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, he says, The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Mm -hmm. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
that if you will confess with your mouth, with your mouth, again, mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes, resulting in righteousness. Mm -hmm. And with the mouth, confession is made, resulting in salvation. Now he's talking about the specific confession that leads to salvation. But confession it can be made for, for not just salvation. It can be made for a lot of things in our lives. Uh, and further, he wrote... That's in Romans 10, 8 to 10. Yeah, and Romans 10, uh, 10 also, uh, same chapter, verse 17. He wrote, so faith, faith comes by... Hearing. He didn't see seeing on a on a page, right? He didn't, see re- he didn't say reading. He said it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you hear... The word of God. That's why he encouraged uh, also uh, Timothy. Paul said to Timothy, I think it was Timothy, read, uh, read the scriptures out loud. And like um, basically we were saying when you teach, like say the scriptures out loud. Why? Because it has great effect in the minds and in the hearts of people and in their lives ultimately. So dear friend, uh, never forget that throughout the scripture, we see that the salvation of the Lord is not always spiritual you see most times in in the bible when you go in the old testament it was from enemies or uh, salvation from from, uh, poverty or from illness so the salvation of the lord pertains to every area of your life Mm -hmm. throughout the psalms for example david uh, besought the lord for his physical salvation on many occasions he had enemies after him. He was all, he was a man of war. He was always at war. So he asked the Lord for salvation. But when David said, give me salvation, he wasn't saying, save me from my sin. He was saying, save me from these big guys who are trying to kill me and my army. <laughs> so we need to be aware of these things. Anyway, um, uh, a, wise, a wise use of your tongue in decreeing as you become more uh, as you make this a discipline in your life it's one of the best ways i'm telling you it's true it's one of the best ways to taste and see that the lord is good psalm 34 8 if you decree and you you implement this in your devotional life i'm not saying stop reading the bible i'm not saying stop praying these things are essential but add to that decreeing with your mouth the word of god And if you do it from the Bible, that's perfect. That's great. But if you want a little extra something uh, uh, to help you in your devotional time, the book we we published, Just Decrease for Your Life, is absolutely super well-tailored to help you with that. Yeah, and another thing that came to mind is um, we we have a very popular video on our our YouTube channel um, called 85 Biblical Declarations for Your Life. Mm -hmm. And there's other, um, in that playlist, there's other uh, declarations and biblical promises that you can play before bed. So if you want to, you know, let's say you just want to like, go to sleep and fall asleep on the word of God, you can play that. Sebastian plays it like he'll repeat the verses in a very slow manner. That's very calming. I did one as well. And uh, it's got like very soft music, and it's our best ranking video. We, we have a yeah, and so people we listen video. to it on a regular basis, yeah. and it helps them to get scripture in and remind them of biblical promises, and helps them to get a good night's sleep as well. Yeah. So consistency, guys, consistency is victory. Consistency is victory. I think personally, I think all believers should decree, confess, 
and declare as part of their spiritual discipline and their daily walk with the Lord. Decrees should be uttered every day in order to build up your faith or, or, or simply to remain in faith. For some people, it's about remaining in faith. You might be going through such a hard time right now or some kind of ordeal or trial, and you're just hanging on by a thread. Well, guess what? Decreeing and declaring the word of God will help strengthen your faith and maybe get back to a better place and a better position uh, of belief in your life that God will see you through. Um so like prayer, like Bible reading, like uh, Bible studying, like fellowshipping with other believers, decreeing, I believe, should be part of your daily spiritual discipline and your walk with God. And uh, there's another nice verse. I want to end by sharing you this wonderful verse. Psalm 2, uh, chapter 2, ver verse 7 from the New King James Version. I will declare the decree. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. When you're born again, what a wonderful passage. And I know that that uh, particular verse was used in the New Testament to talk about uh, Jesus Christ. But it also applies to all those who have become sons of God through redemption and salvation. It's a wonderful verse to repeat uh, when you Psalm... want to be reminded of who you belong to, who's your daddy. Yeah. Your daddy Psalm is... chapter 2, verse 7, you didn't yeah. say it. I didn't say it. No. Psalm said, yeah, <laughs> chapter two, verse seven. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. What a beautiful verse. So that's it for this week. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited about this book. I, we've already been using it. We've been, we're benefiting ourselves from it. And uh, it was, uh, it was a Holy Spirit idea. It was a Holy Spirit moment. And uh, I had I had fun compiling these verses. It was a fun exercise. It's definitely uh, very empowering for our faith to decree um, when we do it together, me and Elizabeth, or alone. And uh, I highly recommend that if you are new to decreeing, you you should get your hands on that book, and you will be blessed, guaranteed. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon, and I encourage you all to to get it. Um, not just because, you know, it's something that we just took out, but really it's it's complete. It's really something that every believer should have uh, in their library and be doing on a regular basis. And, yeah. you know, we've got three kids, we're busy and stuff. And so, yeah. uh, you know, we're disciplining ourselves to do it on a regular basis. And, uh, and, and you know, you're going to see the, the benefits of, of it when we were doing it on a regular, regular basis. Um, even in the past, we saw different things manifest, different things happen. Suddenly. Yeah. And we were really focused on like at the time more on the financial ones that we had created a PDF for. And Sebastian's going to create um, a just decree book for finances. As yeah, well, it's going to be actually this is this is called on... to be a series. In other words, this is the first one. But uh, I believe that God has put on our hearts to uh, dish out more of those. And just to give you a, a, a powerful anecdote, you know, when we were really focused on just that, we said, you know, for like we were doing that, like for two weeks straight, it was just we're just doing finances right now. And uh, we saw su surprise suddenly oh, where yeah. um, he would get, you know, stuff from his uh, his you know, from the government saying, oh, we, made, we made a mistake in our calculations. Uh, we owe you this much instead we, of this We much. made a mistake. Here's $5,000. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like, okay, that never happened. Where were like, you the other years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All kinds of, you know, surprise things where, you know, the Lord knows, you know, 
um, you know, where there's been errors, where there's been things that, you know, should have been yours and that were neglected somehow or usurped or, you know, some things just didn't come to light and they belong to you. So it's really powerful to do that. There's a really good section with your finances as well in, in this book. Well, I think so, we covered it all. Huh? I mean, I, I think we covered it all about just decrees for your life. Yeah. And I hope you uh, embrace and this. go go see our YouTube uh, channel and go download those uh, videos of uh, declarations and yeah. listen to those biblical promises before bed. All right. So be blessed and thrive on. Oh, by the way, before I leave you guys, just want to say this week, we took a little break from Kingdom Fundamentals, from going through the book Kingdom Fundamentals. Uh, but we'll be right back on that next week. God willing.